Welcome everybody to the latest episode of The Dark Side. You're here with Tio Ticho, aka Tio Tricio, aka Reflex, aka Silverback, aka Brother Bad, aka Big Pat. And I am joined <laughs> at actually we're we're outside here. Um I'm joined by my by my boy DJ Dizek. Uh and we are at Truth Pizzeria. Yo. How are you doing tonight, D? I'm doing good. That's quite a title you got. I just, I just gotta say, like that is goddamn. Look at the receipt, man. It's gonna look be at the receipt, dog. Three feet long. Holy. Put some respect on the names. Wow, that's plenty. Well, as he said, my name is Derek. You can call me D. I'm a DJ here in San Antonio. Um, you are dog, and that's always yeah. been something that uh, you and me have always just had like our whole life not dictated by music but always just drawn to music yeah in, in different ways yeah exactly different ways um i didn't really get in, more in touch with my music side until uh when did D- divine feminine come out 2016 17 definitely after high school yeah yeah for sure so so what was it well i think what i just turned you... i think i was 21 i know for sure i was over 20. what about but you had been a mac miller fan so what yeah. about divine feminine was um, like okay i have to be a part of music now I, I i'm gonna make the transfer from music connoisseur music lover mm-hmm. into musician um so i mean just the divine feminine alone like that that album to me is just it's just a very different piece of music that Max has ever put out in terms Dude, of like my, albums. It's one of my favorite pieces of music. Yeah, exactly. Period. Yeah, and I definitely got to get some kind of tribute tattooed of that because that album kind of it, it really did change my life. Um, so I went to the show as you were there, I believe. Oh yeah, we, we ran into each we other. We ran into each <laughs> other in the line. The second Mac Miller concert. Second time. Where we don't tell each other that we're going, and, and we, we just, just meet it up. Was a, it was a different city. And it, it was in a different city. Yes. <laughs> and I was just like it's my boy Derek. Hey, yo, hey, let me get in line real quick. I ain't trying to wait another fifty I, people. And what's the weirdest thing about live? Just about talking about that show. We'll get right back to you. Is that the first one? I was there with. A sister from a that, certain family, and the second right. one I ran into, I was there with her older sister. That's wild. Yeah, chill out, dude. I know. Daddy, chill. Daddy, chill. All right, but all right. So, so, what was it? What was that? So switch? it was one the the whole vibe of that album. Like I said, it was just really what drew me. But um, the it, it's what happened prior to the actual Mac Miller show. So um, I've been following this group uh, called Selection. Thank you, Thank you so much. Uh, now will be good. Now will be good. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. Thank you. Pizza just arrived. Hell yeah! Oh, we got it. We good. We good. Sorry, guys. Napkins are flying. Just to give a quick plug, because this place is awesome. If y'all ever have been to the Squeeze Box Bar on yes. the San Antonio St. Mary Strip, yes. Um, Derek, actually, you give this plug because you know this dude a yes. lot better than me. I know this guy for over over five six years um his name is john he uh owned the pizza truck sula strata at Squeezebox. he would work there on the weekends and god damn this pizza looks fucking fire um sorry but yeah, y'all so don't we, understand this is some real ass brick oven good ass yeah pizza. so yeah he exactly he had a brick oven in his food truck and uh, he's worked there Dude, I remember at Squeeze seeing for that, so long just seeing, like i thought that was so bomb because like the dedication you have to have and you're gonna, you, you can't tell me no one talked shit to him. That no one was like... Doubtful. You're going to put a fucking... You're going to put a fucking brick oven in a pizza truck and sell pizza at a bar. And now the motherfucker has a restaurant. So yep. it's... You can't let your haters... Or you let your haters be your motivators. Yeah, and speaking of... Yeah. has his own spot. Hey, the, the name of the spot is called Truth Pizzeria. It's 
locally on owned Houston on Houston the, Street. The very edge of the east side of San Antonio. Yeah, right outside of downtown. Sometimes you gotta go to the hood to get your taste buds right, guys. <laughs> True. And yeah, highly recommend this spot. That's where we're chilling at right now. But um, let's fucking put this in front of us, dog. Yeah, going back to the uh, going back to the show. Like I said, it, it's what happened prior to the actual Mac Miller coming out on stage, you know, and rocking it. Okay, so it's 2016. We're in Austin. Um, you're waiting in line. You said you've been uh, linking up with who? You. No, no, but you got in touch. You said you. Oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Let me let me go with that story. Yeah, let me continue. So um, the DJ who opened up for Mac Miller, his name was the Hooligan. Um, shout out to Hooligan one time. Uh, that dude, I, I was just entranced by his his whole DJ set. Really is what I remember. The first song that he played was Flashing Lights, but he had the violin isolated and it was slowed mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. so it, it was just like damn that's that's pretty dope and then he sped it up and you couldn't tell what really what was playing until he sped it up yeah and then that's when he threw on his whole set and just rocked the shit for about i think it was about 45 to an hour and i was like man that was that was fucking badass like that show was that 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 set alone it just blew my mind and i don't know what i don't know why but it just did and, and do you think you were teetering on the fence of like wanting to do something with music in your life and this just kind of like solidified? Yeah, yeah, definitely because I wasn't really, I never had the uh, experience with drums or a guitar or a bass guitar. I mean, I got the very, very basics and even yeah, at that, yeah, yeah. it wasn't even really taught to me. But it I wasn't my practice. To, yeah, exactly. It wasn't my practice either. I didn't really have a teacher per se. I had to like self-teach myself yeah. and it was just a real, I didn't, it didn't click to me. Like I, I like I wanted it to, um, but DJing is what I think is always what kind of was a part of my life because I think I had a really good sense of music and taste of music and what I didn't really know necessarily at the time was how to curate a playlist mm-hmm. and how to necessarily make the songs flow. So um, that's something that I'm working on even now to like to this day. But um, yeah, after the show. Uh, I was there with my sister. She's the one that chauffeured me over there because I was going to get fucked up on 6th Street, you know. That's one does. It's, it's ritual, you know, Texas. Um, and, you know, it's already like 1.30. You know, the bars are about to shut down. And I we go to the to the library. Yeah. And um, who the hell do I see? I see DJ Clockwork. I see the man, the hooligan, chilling at the bar. And I'm like, holy shit, that's Mac Miller's DJ. And I you took a picture. never understand. Because the person I was with had to work. Or no, no, fuck that. She didn't even have to work. She just doesn't go the fuck out. I would have been there with you. You would have, bro. I would have been there right with you. Bro, yeah. And so I took a picture with Clockwork. I mean, Clockwork was was real sauced at the the (laughs) time. So, I mean, I was like, I'm just going to take a picture and just kind of, you know, step back. And then I look over towards the end of the bar and it's Julio, the hooligan. Um, And he's just kind of chilling by himself on his phone, just drinking his... his, uh, Yeah his drink and i'll walk over to him and at the time i didn't know who he was as you just saw his set yeah, yeah well so i saw selection that's all i saw and so i was like mm. oh joe k that's the found like one of the co-founders of the group selection yeah, yeah, yeah. i was like oh fuck this dude's here and so i approached him like uh joe k and he's like nah the hooligan i was like yeah. oh fuck dude my bad dude i, I was like oh man dude what the- <laughs> nah nah exactly bro so that, that's yeah so that's how that conversation oh, started funny. man that's literally how i greeted him and bro he was like the most down-to-earth person i've ever fucking met like 
and I don't know how how else to explain it, but have you ever seen an aura on a person? Yeah, definitely, De- definitely, definitely. When, when when a person is just so in tune and, and knows about themselves so much already, yeah. And sometimes you can see the bad aura too. Yeah, that's but, true. But when a good aura stands out, it, it is it's clear as day. I really don't know how to explain it, man. Yeah, I tell him to this day. I still kind of keep in touch with him, but. Um, this dude just radiated positivity and at the time i believe my stepmother just passed man um i was just kind of just real just real down really you know real just kind of depleted because i was really getting to know her and then just the tie cut you know so um it, it was just i was a very low point in my life really and i feel like mac miller you know that album it was just the timing really it was yeah. like a perfect storm kind of thing and he kicked it with me for like 45 minutes we're I mean, like basically to the bar closed. Yeah, yeah. We were just kicking it, talking about life. And at the time, I really hated the concept of money. I still kind of do, but you, he's the one that told me, "Bro, you gotta." That doesn't make any sense. Like you're, you still have that that well, child mindset. We're, like we're, we're inside of the society that we live in. So unless that gets changed, the object of like money, basically, like it's like blood, bro. You need that shit, bro. Yeah, even if you don't like it, you're still gonna need it. it, it, it and yeah, it just it just is what it is. But I, I feel like we we lose uh, perspective when we think that it can only be used for bad. I I I I, I have changed my mindset about things like drugs, alcohol, sex, porn, and things like money mm-hmm. into the fact that all of those things that's what they are. They're things. They're just things. Whether yeah. it's porn, whether it's drinking, whether it's money. Or, or greed, if you want to call it, those are all just things. Mm-hmm. It's what you do with them that exactly. makes them good or evil. Or yeah, it, it's exactly that. You have to see beyond the material and go mm-hmm. into the, in a sense, spiritual. But it's the experience that yeah, you're going to exactly. go through. The experience is really what it's all about, and that's something that he kind of he put me on, and like that right there just flipped a switch. I was like, man. That DJ said, well, one, alone was fucking amazing. Like, I had, I'd yeah. never seen yeah, a really yeah. talented DJ until that show. And I was like, holy shit. Just that rocked is... the room the way it needed to be. Exactly. He had us fucking going nuts. And I think it's a very different thing when it's in, like, a club and not a festival setting. Because when it's Exactly. A it's setting, more intimate. It's, well, yeah. not even just that. People, like, 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 you have a higher concentration of people on drugs at a festival. You have a higher concentration of people there to be awed, there to be amazed. Mm-hmm. It's like the... Uh, they're they're there for that, but it's different when they don't know who this DJ is. Yeah, they came to see Mac Miller. I didn't know who the DJ was when I showed up. I didn't either. Um, we're not there to necessarily just dance. You you never know. It's iffy. Is it better to open up with another rapper, or are you going to open up with a DJ? Yeah, exactly. So, so I almost have I have the utmost respect for DJs who aren't even necessary in a club because in a club you go to dance like like that's mm-hmm. the setting for them. When a DJ is just opening up for an act. They have to put all the weight on their back. Set the bar, man. Can I find these people's energy level? Can I find the frequency that that they're on and then manipulate it? Exactly. Control it. Yeah, because because that's all a DJ, a comedian, a rapper, a singer, that's all they are. Any kind of entertainer, really. They're controlling the the scenario. They're, They're taking control of the entire room. For a few minutes, hour, whatever the show is, they're the muse. Yeah. Which I think is something that's always attracted me towards uh, 
music and entertainment. Same. I mean, me and you were in theater. Like, yeah, yeah, and we were bro, in theater. Theater's so fucking thing. dope. I'm, I and, love and, improv. And even though it's not something we followed, I, I feel like it's interesting that, at, like, at such a young age, we knew that this was the type of thing that that caught our eye. Yeah, that, caught that our drew us. And that, that made us wanted to do more than just. And, and, and hey, every. Everyone's, different strokes for different folks. Yeah, every, everyone. Di- <laughs> <laughs> it's all different strokes for different folks. Everyone, yeah, man. Everyone goes down their own path and does whatever they that that sits them and sits their road for happiness. But it, it was so funny because I was talking to one of my homegirls, who uh, they both had the same name. Mm-hmm. One of them just celebrated her twenty fourth birthday, and the two of us were underneath a highway in an underground skate park. Uh, <laughs> that sounds fire as hell. <laughs> and my other friend, who has the same name as her, just turned 22, and she has two kids. Mm-hmm. They're both equally happy. And they, they, the one who's 22, she loves her kids, she loves her job, she, she loves her friends. The one who's 24, she is figuring out more stuff about herself in her life and is moving in the direction that she wants to. So it is, you're right, like it is just different strokes for different people, but the 24-year-old really is so happy that she doesn't have kids. Yeah, I mean, pff, me too, dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me, me, me and Adrian Ho always talk about how, how we should have been dads. That's, mm. that's a thing. No, 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 no. Like, I'm not saying should have, I'm saying with, with the, the recklessness. Amount, uh, yes, with yes, the recklessness. yes, 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 the amount of encounters that have happened Y'all for me and him. Way out of pocket, boys. <laughs> what way did out of pocket. say the last time we played the toxic game? He was like, Pat, why do you never rap it? <laughs> I was like, because God only gave me one, bro. Wow. <laughs> well then. Oh my god, bro. No, I've had my, not fair, sh- it, it, I don't think that's something like you should be able to say fair share of pregnancy scares, but I've had at least three. <laughs> that's more they than all me. all come back negative, doggy. Well, well, I don't, yeah, oh well. Oh my god, dude, I'm playing with fire. Yes, um, anyways. <laughs> going back to the entertainment um, stuff. No, I, I, I meant to bring back, uh, I meant to, damn it, man, I've been carrying around my journal with me, mm. and I think one of the things I also wanted to talk to you about was... Why do you think people? Because I've always liked your 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 um, headspace, Derek. Because you're very. Uh, I don't think people view you as pragmatic. That's exactly what I was thinking. But you really are because you don't take the side of of anything off of the first glance, off of the first. Uh, and that's why I'm saying some people might call that pragmatic and not instinctful and to me it just means that you like to take your time and understand all perspectives before just making an assumption about something yep exactly so so do you account that to and this is just me like uh, uh, questioning like to emotionless aloofness or more of like an uh, an intuition I think it's a little combination of intuition and empathy really like uh, I, I I just I think ever since like middle school really ever since I really known everybody from school yeah. everyone that we still hang out with you know our tight crew yeah man I I think I like to think of myself as the person who you can always kind of talk to you know just hear you out and give you that different perspective but at the same time I'm listening to what you've done and taking that in and 
in a sense kind of instill it like how how would i react and stuff like that and and so like i, I really try to exactly what you do exactly what you said you know digest all the information given to me before making a quick jump to the gun and i think that's just that's just kind no, of how i've been i know in, in our group i'm the i'm the gun jumper <laughs> one could say that yeah one could say that one could say i've, I've hopped a few pistols in my life yeah. um, yeah. and that's i feel like that's something i've been working on i've been wanting to to be more because it's so weird because it, it, it's it's a double-edged sword of uh, i feel like all people's personalities are double-edged swords they all come with faults and they all come with things that make them shine yeah um and so one of the things that I feel like makes me shine as a person is that I am passionate and I do give a fuck yeah. about what I give a fuck about. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that translates into some arrogance. It translates in sometimes I do not express it in the best ways, i.e. anger mm-hmm. or uh, explosive fits of not... Uh, I get so caught up in trying to get my point across, I don't take the time to listen to the other person. Okay. Um, shouts out to therapy. Gotcha, <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. That's some shit. Use, that, use that, what you like, gotta do, bro. That, like, help me realize that. that yeah, my man. therapist was like, hey, man, you, you might want to do this thing called listen um, for a little <laughs> bit. And um, it does wonders. <laughs> it, it does wonders, man. And, uh, and, and I know it, it's, it's a topic that always comes up, but we have a very unique friend group because not a lot of people. I uh, and just like with Neville, um, my, one of my my homegirls, Neville, she has one tight friend from high school. Oh yeah, that's for. Yeah, and then I asked her how many tight friends do you have from middle school, and she's like, I don't have any tight friends from middle school. And I went, my whole core group, my like five, six, seven tightest people, known all of them since I was ten. Yeah, we've known each other for a while. And it's so weird because as we go, like, uh, and I feel like it's for for all of us. Even Jesse, Jesse sent me. Uh, uh, a picture of a mask today mm-hmm. like him wearing a mask but it had two little pictures of me over the van that's lit <laughs> and so it's like it, 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 we, we have like a very special bond to where I don't see everybody around me as and Adrian says says the same thing all the time he's like I see everybody as 17 still I, I see everybody as like I still uh, not necessarily stuck in that time but you don't notice it, you know? You don't notice your friends getting a little older. Because we're not old fucks yet. Yeah, but... But we're, but we're definitely not, like... Obviously... My, my latest doctor visit, I found out I have a heart problem. I'm 25. <laughs> Apparently, my heart's not getting enough electricity. And so, like, I gotta go see a cardiologist. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, well, they're gonna put a pacemaker in you. Yeah, it's basically... Um, so they, yeah, they noticed that my heart rate's significantly lower than the average heart rate. So, I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, I guess I got to start running again, you know, like Mr. Cruz, man. Because mm-hmm. I know he had a, spe- a very slow, low heart rate. And what keeps it going is like the high it, velocity. It is, is keep yeah. moving. And that's why he, also my metabolism burns quick, shit quick. I don't eat as much every day because I'm not exercising every day. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a, I, I got to pay more attention to my health, basically. No, man, it, it was the same thing. And it's because you and me have day jobs. You yeah. and me have these eight to five, and not knocking them at all. They give us like great opportunity. They, they ten they, to six thirty for me. Yeah, sleeping one time. <laughs> Fuck you, bro. <laughs> bro that's the best shit. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says, bro. That's not a cap. Oh, dog. Um, but but either way, a lot of it is. I, I was just noticing in this last week, where I was like, man, why the fuck am I tired all the time? 
not why, enough intake. Why, why am I just so goddamn like I don't want to do shit? And oh, because the I've been sitting at a desk every day yep. for eight hours. So no shit. Why would you want to do shit at all? Yeah. Like your your, your body's done. Your, yeah, yeah, your body's just like no. This is what we do. We we chill. <laughs> we chilling, y'all. Why are you getting up to do well, anything? Stop bitch? running. <laughs> yeah, stop running. The heart. The heart. Yeah. Um. So now what I do is every hour on the hour. Or like if I'm on a call, I try to do it as quick. But boom, right every hour, I get up, get up from my desk, drop, do ten push-ups, ten sit-ups, yeah, jump right back up. I've noticed that you just you can't just chill. I'm like chilling is the worst something. thing that you can possibly be doing. But that was one funny thing I wanted to talk about that, that uh, you liked it on my Twitter feed today, <laughs> where it's like I was thinking I was getting a little lost in thought today, where I was like, man, how many of these? Uh, I don't know if this happens to you because you told me you you. Uh, your job's a little bit different than mine, but I'm talking to insurance reps all day. And it's so funny because some of these reps, they've talked to me multiple times before. Uh, it's very rare that it's happened to me. Very rare. No, it's it's way less rare for me. And every time I have to introduce myself, like they've never spoken to me <laughs> too many times. True. Or, hey, how's it going? My name's like, Patricio. Hey, this, hey, I'm blank. I'm calling from blank. I need blank. And, My name's Young Webos. And, they, and, they, and they, they just come back with their name, and I'm just like, I know you, Marisol. <laughs> I know at this point. I, I now. At this point, I could ask about your children. <laughs> but, but every but time not. we get on the phone, we act like we're just strange. And it just, just because it was making me think about human connection, and I was listening to I got an a, actually got a topic that we can talk about that. Um, you going to get a refill? Beer? Yes, sir. I got it. I got Here, it. Let me pay for this one, bro. Okay. Mommy. Another IPA, please. Yeah. All right, guys. Derek is heading inside. You done? To go. No, I'm so okay. I'm so nursing it. Once again, guys, come try out Truth Pizzeria down here on Houston Street. I'm gonna give a few plugs right now. Remember to go listen to the Whatever's Left podcast on Spotify. That's my other uh, Spotify with my co-host Lily Rebello. Um, she also does her own podcast at. Sorry, this is really good pizza. She does her. own podcast too uh, called the young mommy podcast on spotify so if y'all ever want to check that out it's about her being a single mom growing up through that shit and the things she had to overcome mm. seriously man this stuff is good i don't know if uh y'all any of you ever went to uh, the strip but anytime you stop by squeeze box that was a really cool scene to just pull up and this dude would be just making pizza Hot. burn your mouth pizza foods are dancing people are drinking and I really meant that, that people, I bet some of his homies talk shit to him about opening up a pizza truck in the middle of a bar. But it worked. You're... Thank you, sir. All right, so go what you're saying about basically our human interaction on the it, online. It, it was just making, not necessarily online, but just that yeah. me and you have talked about, uh, I feel like me and you... When it comes to spirit, the topic of spirituality. Oh man, we can go for hours. You and me man. can go for 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 days, brother. Yeah. And it was making me think that today because we give our jobs a portion of our life energy. Yep. Every day we give, I give that job a portion, and every person I talk to, I'm giving them, and it's weird the tone I talk to them in, the energy that I'm talking with, all of that. It, it, it's a part of you. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's becoming more and more clear to me, and, and we say it all the time, but what does that really mean when you're... Looking at it, objectively. Not, not that, but like, what you give out, you get back. That's such yes. a vague mm-hmm. statement, but I think all it... 
to to expand upon that it means like the and i don't just think it means like the energy that you give out obviously i, I feel like that's self-explanatory yeah, to, yeah. To, to that uh phrase but i think it means the words you put out too yeah the, the, the things you say power. to yourself the things you say to other people the words you write the it 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 started making me think about magic um how it's like a oral uh, translate like translation yeah. of 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 theology i even get, like you know that that's their form other people's is written but magic their form of church is, or or whatever their uh, holy texts are really aren't texts they're it's an oral tradition tra- it, it, basically uh, and it's so weird i don't want to get into the catholic church but 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 they talk crap about not talk crap, but obviously in the Bible it says, you know, heathens aren't your friend, pagans aren't your friend. But what's more pagan than like the whole transfer of, because uh, if you're a Catholic, you honestly believe that that bread and wine is blood and flesh, yeah. and it's called an incantation. You're doing an incant. The priest is performing an incant. It's gonna yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, either way, either way about about the spirituality. Um, Ah, uh, it, it it turns you turns me like positive for half a second, and then I go ah fuck this shit. Who cares? But I really do want to kind of focus on what I'm putting out rather than what I what I what, what expect. You're receiving, what you're getting? Yeah, be and, and and it's a real weird thing where I've been talking to my friend Jenna about it, where it's like I stop wanting things. Like I want more money. I want a better job. I want a better car. I want this, I want that, I want, I want, I want. And those aren't... Now, there's a difference between want and aspirations. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about the primal sense of I want my situation to be better and I want it now. Mm-hmm. Or even if it's like, you know, I want my relationships to be friends friends better. I want my relationship with my girlfriend or, or people better. Like, I was like, you know what? Let's stop wanting. I, 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 and not necessarily, you can't stop that ever, you know, that, that little glitch. But I was like, yeah. how about we want something else? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, change, uh, change the mindset of what you, what you desire. And yeah, I think that definitely does speak true because, I mean, I mean, like, as for me personally, like, I, I only want things that I can get for myself, necessarily. Elaborate. Know? So, like, like I stop asking my pops for assistance with anything that I can do financially, or if anything that I can do physically, unless I really need his guidance, really. Mm-hmm. And, that guy, and that's what I'm trying to really do for myself, really, in all kinds of kinds of aspects of my life. You know, whether it be work, or you know, playing the game, or doing the DJing thing. I I want to, I want I rather embellish myself into the experience of learning how to do it, learning the craft, going through it, than just having the guide the whole time yeah it, it, it takes away from it takes away from I, like I said the experience and um, I, I know that like exactly what you were saying earlier I, I like to be pragmatic and this is I think that's a a consequence of what pragmat, pragmatism is yeah. I guess you could say uh, sorry I totally fucked up that word Anyways, <laughs> but like I, I take my time with shit I really do I like to marinate on my things you know um and i'm the exact opposite i'm very much impulsive but I, 
but I feel like you need both. You, you do need, need you need both you need to trust because the gut instinct to just shoot with, and go. With, with people like me, <laughs> some shit might happen. <laughs> if there's only people like me, <laughs> yeah. But if there's only people like you, then no shit happens. It's it's like the and it's not that no shit happens. It's it, just it's, shit happens it's, at its own pace. Exactly, and, that's and it's gonna take its time. Thing. Whereas like with me. I might get it done faster, but it it could have been done in a better way. Or I might get it done faster and in the right way, but at a cost to me that I could have avoided. Or sometimes I luck out and shit just goes the way it's supposed to. And like you said, it comes back to the whole thing, different strokes for different people. But I feel like when you get... I feel like that's why our friend group is so cool because we're, we're all so singularly different. And we, we, have, we have things that tie us together, like you and me as a music like that's the thing that ties you and me together that's the thing that ties me and adrian together mm-hmm. but then compare compared to him to the rest of us compared to jesse to the rest of us we're all just these own unique little pods yeah little pods we've never because there's crews like that who are like they're kind of all the same pod they're mm-hmm. all in the same pod they all just very the same same vibe even though we all ended up working in insurance oh man I know of that if I already wasn't sad when I started working in the Dude, health. Yeah, especially the Medicare portion. Oh, oh god my damn. god, this but country anyways, sucks. Back to what we were talking about. But yeah, that's one thing that I've noticed. They don't have your back, people. All right. Anyway. Whoa. <laughs> um, what were you talking about? Oh yeah, how I just we're all so unique in our own way and chose that. Um, Matt too, like. We, we all just bring so something just so different to the table and and that's why I feel <laughs> like if we did like a trip outside of even like the state or the country <laughs> some like someone just kind of ran a Matthew's pro- getting arrested <laughs> Matthew's getting arrested you might have killed somebody no I'm, I'm not say uh, no, yeah, yeah. no 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 I either killed somebody or I saved somebody facts, <laughs> facts bro hard <laughs> facts oh my god Adrian falls in love <laughs> Adrian falls in love yeah. Jesse's just trying to take care of his dog Jesse's just looking for a cigarette <laughs> Trying to take care of his dog, Danielle. Trying to take care of Danielle, Cheeto, all while looking for a light for his cigarette. (laughs) Oh my god, dude! Oh yeah, sorry guys. We have we we go on tangents. No, not even just that, dude. When's the last time like we got to just sit down and chill somewhere, man? With the whole pandemic and COVID going on, like I'll be honest with you, Derek. This is the first restaurant I've came and sat down to since this is, and and even at this, you know, me and you are outside on a patio. Yeah. Like I, I have gone nowhere to sit and chill, and just. This gives us normal back for like normal and see twenty twenty minutes. Thirty. Thirty min thirty minutes so far. <laughs> But then once me and you hop back in the car, and, and even at that, when we had to order pizza, we had to go in with our mask on and everything, and, yep. and the, all the workers are wearing masks, and we're still here, but it, it's, it's a little cool to to just chill and, and man, be reminded, because I think about that all the time, where it's like, man, are we really the last generation that got to party? No, and I'm not saying, of course, partying is still going on, but I'm talking no bars hold no restrictions just people falling over in the street partying yo and and that was the thing for you man that got me so mad 
because I felt like this year I'm not gas. I'm not even trying to gas you up. You, I felt like it was your year to blow up. I really felt like like I saw you at the clubs with everybody, bro. I we went to your first show, like like and and, and, and who gives a fuck of like 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 if it was empty. Who a, gives a it, it was fuck empty. though, bro? The it was your young. show, but your homie showed yeah. up to fucking support you, um, and, and I saw it, and I was even telling my ex at the time, I'm just like, fuck, dude, I just hope like I start seeing him everywhere, like just fucking DJing everywhere, and then you played a bigger show. Man, yeah, I can go into that story, dude. That story, right bro. before huh. everything happens, right before everything shut down, dude, and then you're even more high, and I get it, you were like. And everyone was when this shit was first started happening. I was even like, nah, man, it's going to blow over in a month. We're, we're going to be back to normal in 30, Donald Trump. 30 days. <laughs> Welcome to six months later. Yeah, man. Imagine being told you're going to jail for 30 days. <laughs> I'd rather take jail 30 then, days than a six-month pandemic, up, bro. And then you wake up and you've been in a cell for six months. Oh, bro, Ooh, dog. But, but yeah, man, like... And even, like, prior to that whole DJing show, like, when y'all saw it what, at the end of last year going into this year, man, dude, I took my time. I took my time. And I think that's one thing I've definitely realized is that I am a man of pragmatism and, and gut instinct. I'm going to follow my gut. If it, takes, if it tells me to, you know, slow down, I'm going to slow down. I'm going to yeah. take my time with my shit. So... Yeah, it's not lack of instinct. Your instinct just tells you to do it in your own way. Exactly. And so um, when I really got involved in the DJ scene was in 2019, really. Like, I would want to say summer 2019, 2018. Um, I met my... So going back to the hooligan, I swear. So basically my whole like musical journey really rooted with the hooligan. Like, like I said, man, he, he got me out of a really low and dark place. And he sparked a fire that I haven't had in a long, long, long time. You know, that just sudden inspiration to just do do something with yourself. You know, like pursue, basically the pursuit of just of greatness of doing something and doing doing it well. And that's that's what I, that's what it was. Like not even a month or two later, I sent this. Uh, I, I sent him a message. Hooligan, I was like, yo. I just got my first DJ, my first DDJ set right here. Like, bro, I'm making this happen. I'm making this fucking happen. And he's like, dude, he said, I, I gave him a whole long spiel, basically how he's my inspiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Typical fan, fangirl stuff. Fangirl now. <laughs> bro, like I'm telling you, man, like it's just something that I had. I feel like I had to pay homage to because he helped me get out of something and basically reconnect with myself on a deeper meaning and so I, i'll always have him in the highest respect on my list you know like, but i want to talk about something you said earlier mm. we talked about your first show and how oh yes how you said um no no i'm just talking about i'm talking about high tones mm-hmm. and you said it was empty yeah man and it's so funny because the last time i ever went up on stage to do stand-up was and, and the last show you and okay so the high tone show happens and it's empty and then you have one more show before quarantine hits. and it's a fucking banger and, 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 and no but not just that it was a banger but you still said there there is this and i'm not trying to make it grandiose but mm-hmm. the the facts of the situation were there's a possibility of a global pandemic um spreading a life-threatening disease and 
the weekend before it happened is you said fucking i'm gonna go perform and then the when i the last time i ever went up and did five minutes i went up and did it thursday in front of maybe 10 people the two days later the bars were closed Mm-hmm. Okay. So what do you think it is about, or in your opinion, because I have my own opinion about it, but in your opinion, what, what is that? To, to be told, hey, that there is some serious shit going down, but for the love of what you do, you, you said, instinctively fuck say, fuck it. Now, of course, there is... The, of course, it comes with an incredible risk. But, but what... I feel but, like it's more than just immaturity, because because uh, anyone I have faced that with or talked to, they have called me immature. They passion. have called me, yeah, and to look past like your care for your own self uh, being, like, like like you know what, I'll I'll take the, I'll take the ringer, if, if it means if I, I get, get COVID, to do what I if love. I get COVID, I signed up for it. I yeah. knew what I was doing. Well, no, because because that's something I'm going through with right now because they've opened up comedy clubs again here in San Antonio. Uh-huh. And I sit there every Tuesday. For the last two Tuesdays, I've sat at home just going. It, 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 it's it's like if I'm a heroin addict and they're telling me it, it's down the street. And, but you could get shot going to get it. You could get really legitimately shot going to get it. I could yeah. really legitimately go and get COVID going to go do this. And, but, and like you said, that's a risk everybody takes. You mean you took the risk getting COVID coming here just to grab a slice of pizza. Just grabbing a slice of pizza. But that's a more of a covid situation in the sense of it, 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 the chance is just way higher. Mm-hmm. I'm in a room. Full of with complete strangers. Inside. Strangers. You don't know what those They're guys. going to be laughing, mm-hmm. which is one of the best ways to transmit the disease. Yeah. So I, I have sat there just going... Yeah, man, what do I want to do? Do I want to, do I really want to take a chance? And, and I haven't gone the last two Tuesdays because of scheduling issues, but I know, like, it's just calling me to, yeah, to yeah, get yeah. up there. And, and, and to, you the man, John. You the man, John? Shout out John one time. <laughs> John, you the man. Um, He's the owner of Sula Strata. Choose Pizzeria <laughs> one time. Give him a plug in. Anyways. Yeah, man, there's a there's a really weird desire. Even when I get really bad influxes of anxiety and like like I even want to get a panic attack, mm-hmm. the thing that and it's not it doesn't make me calm. I'm nervous as fuck getting up uh, on any stage or getting in front of any people, but it's still what I love to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it's it's one of the best feelings in the world. And I've always told you that that I even thought you could do this. And me and you have talked about doing our own pod- podcast together. Mm-hmm. Um I actually thought of a name for that, by the way. Oh, let's not say it. Oh, <laughs> close, bitch. Close. I was about to drop it, close, it man. Bitch. But, um, sir, wait. Actually, I'm going to show you it on screen so that oh, yeah, okay, know. Okay, so, so I, but I can know right now. But you can know. But, um, yeah, it's, fuck, it's I lost really my train of thought. Uh, Basically, like... Oh, how we were talking about we wanted to possibly do one together and... And... Mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Wait, what was I saying before that, Derek? Before I said I want to do one with you. Well, it's basically going into like the realm of passion and how it makes you do things regardless of your own safety. Yeah. And I'm really happy that I did go do it before the pandemic hit because it reminded me, one, I'm not good. (laughs) (laughs) And two, I love it so much that even if I'm not good, I still want to do it because it just... it nothing oh i was saying how how even though when i'm nervous up on stage that 
it, it, it's I found out that I like pushing my body to its my body and my mental state to their absolute uh, limit okay. that's, that's something that for whatever reason uh, is a fix for me that's why I like doing fast for like two or three days because I like to see like how long can I go before I absolutely need food how long can I go before I absolutely keel over from anxiety or from a panic attack? How long can I go without water doing this climb? Because um, mm. I fucking love doing outdoor hiking shit. Um, oh, I like that. I like that. That's a pretty good-ass title. Yeah, that's pretty fly. Um, I'm just saying. And so the, the thing with comedy is I like pushing my limit of, uh, one. How far your humor can go. How far my humor can go. Uh-huh. How far I can, how much can I manipulate this room? And two, how much can I do it without letting the audience know that I'm freaking out inside? And let's just put something on the table. I lie. Like an early 2000s idol, I lie, I cheat. I'm, I'm about to end this. I'm about to end this whole podcast right now. No, but 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 I embellish. I like to embellish. You wild. You you, out, you like to be out of pocket. That's I like I is. like to be out of pocket, bro. And and I like to uh, I I like to push it to the extra mile when it doesn't need to be because I I like getting that reaction. And so I was like, okay, there has to be a way I can channel this. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. if I am just an asshole. <laughs> If that's a big part of who I am and I do it well, well, then writing is the best thing you can do. Or, 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 or some kind of going into the form of storytelling entertainment, yeah. then that's where I should thrive because all I do is make up stories in my real life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Folks, we got Just ask headed. my ex, bro. Gun sounds, gun sounds, gun sounds, Nah, she's a great girl. No, she ain't. Uh, yeah, she is. I was, the, I was legit the asshole. I, I don't even know who the person is. I'm just saying. You know who I'm talking about. I only have like one recent. Oh, anyway. yeah, anyways. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Like, what was, what was it for me is that when I started getting involved with the DJ scene here in San Antonio, um, I was very fortunate enough to meet one at one of the hooligan shows. He had a birthday party celebration okay. for his homie. He was in Austin, Texas. He said he was coming down to Austin, Texas. I was like, yo, I'm about to pull up, dude. I'll see you there. And he's like, dude, bet. Please show up. Let let them know who you are at the yeah. door. Yeah. They'll, they'll get you in. I was yeah. like, okay, bet. No bro. issues. Yeah, no issues at all. Said my name, walked in. It was on a rooftop lounge, bro. This shit was fucking fly. Like, this is a fly-ass spot in Austin, dude. And, you know, I'm just vibing there, dancing, Julio's playing. He doesn't see me. I haven't made my existence known. I'd rather just kind of just vibe. You just just kind of feel out the crowd, you know, kind of because, like I said, I don't. I, at this point in my life, I never really went to clubs by myself. I never really even went to the club with y'all. At the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was still working at the food truck, and so this was kind of like my it's, it's me getting my feet wet in the club scene, even in a different city, yeah, yeah, yeah. completely different city, completely out of your vibe. comfort zone, way out of my comfort zone. But so, that's where you grow. Exactly. So. And, and if you've known me, people who've known me, I love to fucking dance. I get down, son. I get down, son. I remember the pink shirt, King Cedars, hey, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't, don't hear about the We don't talk about the faux hog, dog. We don't talk about the faux hog. We don't talk about that. 
this is that's urban legend story. Urban you know legend, that? bro, at the at the uh, on at Highway ninety at highway the 90. Mercado Hallway. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. But yeah, so oh, I love to dance, and and that's one thing I think that's really helped me personally with my DJing is because if I love to dance and I'm dancing at this shit, I'm gonna make other people dance. Yeah. And so I'm at the rooftop lounge. I'm you know I'm vibing, dancing, drinking a little bit. You know what I'm saying I got my hotel, so I ain't driving anywhere. I'm taking an Uber, drop my beer. Um, it's all good. Anyways, but um, yeah, he's. He manages to see me getting down on the crowd. He's like, yo. And I was like, yo, what up? And um, he, he tells the bouncer, yo, let this guy on stage with me. I get on top of the stage, bro. I'm on literally the DJ set. We're on top of everybody on top of the rooftop lounge. It's one of those rare nights, bro. Bro, this shit was fucking wild, son. Like, I, this shit felt like a movie. Like, I was in a fucking movie. Um, I'm there the whole night. And then he's like, hey, this is another homie. Let him come up and... He, uh, I didn't, they're really good people, really solid people. The, his name is Noah and his wife, Jenna. Yeah. They are fucking dope. Turns out they were club promoters here in San Antonio. Oh! Well, like, not even club promoters, show promoters. Yeah, 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 okay, you know? okay. And, um, they're, they, they knew Hooligan, because Hooligan handles booking and stuff. At the time, he was in a selection booking, you know, he was in charge of that shit. And next, the, the year after that show, um, they bring in the basically the select selection A team. A team they come in San Antonio, man. It was just fucking dope. Basically, I met the plug there at the time, and um, ever since then, bro, I've been kicking it with them. Kind of just going to every show in San Antonio, you know, showing my support because I like the music that they like. I really yeah. fuck with them. They're really good people, and um, yeah, that basically that friendship, you know, that's it solidified after you know every weekend, you know, I'm showing up at these shows. Yeah, supporting yeah. the shows, the DJs. I'm getting more in touch with Putting you know, in your dues. Exactly. Like I'm learning who's on the strip right now, DJ wise, because I wanna do this shit. You know? I wanna do this shit. I wanna be here on the street. I wanna I wanna bring that same energy that Julio brought to me at that Macmillan show. Yeah. Like that's I wanna have that kind of inspiration, that kind of you impact give on people. Those bro. people that moment that you had. Exactly, man. And there's really no other feeling like that. And so I, I I did my I did my homework. That's really what I did for about a year and a half. I did my homework. I I I went to the shows, I saw the DJs, I introduced myself, got affiliated, solidified my you know, my my respect towards them, you know, because they've been in the game. A lot of DJs like Falco, Deuce Pop, A Rod, uh, Color Blog, uh, just you know, just those four alone. Like I'm pretty sure a lot of homies in, on the strip know who they are. Like they're solid peeps. And then from who who they hang out with and who they know, I'm getting a bigger picture of the DJ scene here on San Antonio. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that I don't really know, like Laser Cat. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of some other names, man. Um, they're all slipping me right now, but like, there's a whole bunch of cats, dude, that are just—they've been in it for a while. They've been in it for a minute, bro. So, I—I I, I watched them. I—I I, I took mental notes of how how they DJ, what they play, how they mix, what the BPM is. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm really behind the scenes, kind of just looking. Yeah, bro, you were in Temple basically. You, yeah, and you were just taking exactly. it in and trying to. And that's how I've always been. Like, I think in, even in school. I didn't really draw too much attention to myself. I was kind of yeah in the back, just observing everything. And that's one thing I think I've I've really noticed who I am, pragmatic and very observant. 
observative. I can't even talk. It's fucking beers. But that really benefited me. Two beers. Two beers. <laughs> two beers. That's, that's all I need, baby. That's two all beers is all I need. Two beers. But that it's really what it really set me for the the shows that I did want to commit to. You yeah. Because I knew that they were doing. Uh, <clears throat> Let's link on Wednesday nights at High Tones. That was their that was their the residency basically on Wednesday nights. The homies that I knew Falco, Color Blog. Yeah, that's what they did on the week during the week. They would just have a local show for local artists. And I was like, well, when I felt the time was right, I was like, yeah, fuck it, let's go. I think I'm ready to do a little an actual club set real quick. And that's what I did. Y'all were there. It was dead as hell. It was, under, it was the middle of the week. But it's it still it doesn't mean anything. It it's doesn't mean anything. But I it's did still, the experience. It's still a set, dog. My my, when I think back, so so I've been doing stand up for two years. Minus minus the six in this damn pandemic. You want to get another beer? Uh, damn, bro, you're trying to get drunk. <laughs> I mean, I'm good, bro. Uh, I'll take another one. I, I say honestly, no. I've been taking G Fuel, so my mind's like racing. I've been taking G Fuel. My, my shit's focused, bro. bro. I, I've had I've been three, taking Shroom Tank. Bro, I, I've had three servings I take, of G Fuel, I take bro. Fish, I take fish oils. You don't want to fuck oh with my vibe. Oh my god, no, it's so weird. My cousins take G Fuel too now because they're gamers. They play, bro, they play Apex all the time. That's what I use to wake up to keep they, myself awake. They, in the they have like back to back chairs in their room with two TVs. Yeah, I believe Chief yeah. works, bro. Thank, <laughs> thank you, brother. Oh, guys, thank y'all for for hanging in with us tonight. Um, Forgot this is my mask. boy Derek out here in the streets of San Antonio. This really is a, a weird. Um, the East Side is probably where I spent the least amount of time growing up. I didn't spend time growing up here. Or I didn't spend a lot of time around here until I got into my later teens. And early 20s i have a old high school uh homie who lives in this area um and they put on house shows back in the old days and it was a it was a crazy cool time that the east side really has a whole lot of flavor and culture that you won't understand until you just kind of live it for a little bit and i've always had mad love for the east side um they've got some dope ass food spots and now that they have truth here that's pretty that's pretty amazing well uh, like, like, if you come to this spot it just it just seems uh, not necessarily out of place but you can just tell that it it, it it i saw it and i was like whoa man this makes this makes the east side look just that, that just a little bit different in, in, in a really good way and I don't know. It excites me when I don't see carpet baggers making moves in San Antonio. Because, like I said, the, the guy who owns this place, he's here from San Antonio. He's from the east side. It's his own business. He's not someone from out of town, New York, Denver, L.A., who came in and bought up the property and put their own fucking spin on thing. It's not a fucking Shake Shack here. It's Truth Pizzeria. So, guys, as much as you can, go out and support your local businesses. Go out and... And anyone local, man, we, we, we put, people need to get put on the map. We, you probably have a friend, you probably have a homie who has a really good knack or a really good trait. They're trying to do something. Are you helping them out or not even helping them out? Are you supporting them? Are you plugging them? Are you sharing their art? Are you showing other motherfucking people who are looking for what they do? what your friends do man it, 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 it's about supporting each other bro like uh you have to 
You have to, you have to. And in the spirit of supporting one another, go check out Phono Lux. We've put out a new, uh, couple new songs uh, in this pandemic, man. Go check out the band. Go check out uh, Machina Cinema page. Go check out the Young Mommy podcast. Go check out Whatever's Left podcast. Uh, we're just entertainers, man, trying to bring y'all some voice. Um, I'm here with, again, my boy Derek. I got your requirements. Thank you, sir. And and uh, and that's a, my boy Derek is back, and I was just about to say that's so different with you and me because, like you said, you take your time to marinate. I marinate on things, and and I can I can't do that just because I just never stop letting it marinate. That's why I know for the longest time I told you I was like Derek, we're gonna do we're gonna start doing a podcast soon. We're gonna do it right, and, and for me it was just and the reason why I'm doing this one. Mm-hmm. Is because I this was the one thing I feel like I needed to jump the gun on. Okay. Be, be, because I still want to do the one with you and me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but this is like we both don't feet, have the, the experience. Experience. We're not in the situation that you and me want to be in because we talked about how we wanted yep. to, to play ours out. Like that's one I want to give a lot of attention to. This is one where I was like, I don't want to. It, it's when, more of a freestyle. Not even just yeah, yes, because I didn't want to go into it so green. Yeah. I wanted to get a little bit of like, well, okay, how do I grow my audience? How do I? Because for this one, I'm making I, for mine and Jess, we made a Facebook page. We're gonna start putting up video. We're gonna start putting up pictures. Um, for this one, I'm, I'm hopefully gonna have the same, the very same thing because I want it to be more of this. Like you, like you know, the first few episodes are very short. Yeah, yeah. They're me just rambling because it's just me. As I um, think for like me and you, we have a. We, ha- we can go on Dude, we haven't even topics. scratched the surface of, of, like, of what you and me can talk about. I haven't about. even finished, like, my music thing. Like, you haven't even finished your we music We haven't thing. even started. Exactly. Like, and we're, we're almost an hour in, so I, wanna, I, w- I do want to end it here because uh, because if we get started on another topic, we'll, we'll just keep going. Um, but let me at least uh, finish go. What, what I, my whole DJ experience, basically, leading up to my, my, my High Tones show. And got less than stuff. seven minutes. Go. Right. <laughs> I got you. So... Yeah, basically leading up to that high tone show, like I was saying earlier, I was doing my due diligence. I was studying the game here in the city, but I also knew what I wanted to do. I wanted, I knew what my style was and yeah. how I want to deliver. And so that whole that whole high tone show, it was kind of, I, I want to say it was somewhat prepared, but more freestylish. It was more kind of going like a improv. I was more improvising on the spot kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was kind of playing whatever I wanted to do. I kind of had a basic outline of what I want to do, but I'm just going to, if I was willing to breach out based off a of vibe I was feeling, I'm going to breach out. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I kind of took that show. And I mean, regardless of how it, it actually did, you know, music wise, you know, if it was curated correctly, it didn't really bother me. I just wanted to get my feet wet exactly you know my first club sound i wanted to hear what what i would want to play on club speakers yeah in a a club you know the appropriate setting to really actually try and you know i've been practicing at at a supremes prior to this uh prior to the show um with my homie falco he would let me just bring my whole my my ddj set and he's like yo yeah plug in practice bro they no one really here this is the perfect time for you to actually practice and he's actual he's a actually legitimate teacher for DJs for mm-hmm. for kids over there. Um, I forgot the name of the place. I'm forgetting all the plugs. But shout out to shout out to Falco, man, because he really he kind of he laid the groundwork. Not laid, laid the groundwork, but he was a really helpful guide into like giving me the confidence and the boost. Like, yeah, man, you you have really good sound taste. You you understand mixology. <sighs> 
it's just a matter of putting the two together and learning your own style learning your own craft and really getting through it and i think that's what i really excelled at on the last show i did before the whole quarantine, before quarantine. um i was practicing at, at supremes like usual every week you know i'm there with falco we're practicing 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 and then houston got hit hard that, that i think it was that monday houston got hit hard so a lot of the DJs that were going to come in for my homie's show with that weekend, they all bailed. They couldn't come Damn. in. So basically, it was going to be my homie Falco spinning for six hours straight. Oh, yeah. And I remember you told and me he called like, you in. You fucking he, 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 I was practicing right next to him. He put out the bad signal. He's like, he's like, he's like, fuck. I was like, yo, what's up? And, I, you know, I'm playing my music. And he's like, I just found out that all the DJs kind of, they canceled because of COVID. They don't want to try to get it. I was like, fuck. So he's like, yeah, man, I'm going to be playing about six hours straight. And I was like, Fuck man, he's like, do you wanna, do you wanna do a set with me? Wanna I was hop like, on? I was like, like I was, that that was the you know the that that was step one step that you had to take. You either plunge into the you didn't abyss, marinate on that you, one. You, you, that you, one was a time where you went, you know what? Exactly. It's, it's now or exactly. never. Exactly. It was that you worked for the opportunity. I was on the fucking edge, like we talked about earlier. You know that edge, the abyss, looking into it, and then just fucking diving in, and that's what I did. I was like, yeah, fuck it, let's go. So come to that day. That, that Friday night, man, it was, I think it was, yeah, it was the last Friday to really party before the whole city shut down. And um, I didn't eat anything that whole day. I just drank water. <laughs> I just drank you water. I was, I was nervous. I was hyped. And, hey! <laughs> but yeah, man, it was, it was really, it was, yeah, hang on. <laughs> You're good, bro. You're good. What's up, dude? All right. Yes. You know, got to support the homie. Yeah, absolutely, man. What's up? How are you doing? Doing good, brother. Cabo. Uh, I don't want to interrupt that. I'm going to grab one. Hey, yo, man, my man. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, prior to that whole, that, you know, that uh, that experience, I was like, okay, got to do it. Shout out to the owner of Squeezebox. That's how I knew That's it was. Man. I just saw him right now. I was like, I know that dude's brother. And it's because <laughs> I hung out with his brother one night, and then we get there, and he's like, Oh yeah, that's my brother. He owns Squeeze. Yeah. And, and I just met his brother at the taco truck, and then me and him hit it off because our two chicks. That's a whole other. Thing. And he, he <laughs> that, but, yeah. but I was just like, wait, hey, is that just the owner of Squeeze? Good, good peeps, man. I've known them just as long as I've known, you know, basically when I got into the food game. But anyways. Well, man, like, you're still on your journey, bro. And whatever happens after COVID is just gonna like vamp up that journey again. Yeah, man. I'm really trying to get back out there, man. Once this whole thing blows over. But even at that, like. I, I that time on the strip, I knew what I wanted to play. I exact yeah. I divvied up my time to that whole week. Not even I only had two days. That to Thursday, figure it out, and then that that Friday, I had to really to figure out what the fuck I was gonna play. So I was like, all right, no one's gonna really be there in the opening. I'm the opening act. I'm gonna play house music. Yeah, to get it to just you know, get it live. That, that's what that's what I do. I kind of just play house music first, and then second set. I'm gonna play all disco and funk, baby. I'm gonna get these people moving, and you know, come that day, come the show, I open up, playing some house music, and you know, it's just only the older cats kind of just five and out. You know, they really like the house music. I was like, okay, fuck yeah. You know, the music selection, you know, it, it's it's not bad, it's not terrible, but it, it, it's decent enough it to get these people is. moving. It's getting it's good enough to get these people moving, and then my homie hops on. You know, it's hip hop time. It's already eleven to twelve thirty. That's peak hype time you know people coming to the clubs people want to stop by and that's perfect time for my buddy falco to really just kind of show shine shine bring the peeps in bring them in so then 12 30 12 45 i hop back on and it's time for straight disco 
I told him, whatever you do, just end it. Just cut it. Just cut, cut it. it. Just cut it. You be careful, man. I told him to just cut them. Just cut it. As soon, whenever you feel like it's the appropriate time, just cut the sound. And then what's what's the first thing I play? Forget me not, and bro. It, it fit so perfectly because he cut it and it was silence. Everyone kind of stopped and then it was. Dude. And it just dropped. And it was just disco from that for Derek, a whole hour. Before we get out of here, tell him your SoundCloud. Oh man, so my SoundCloud is literally my first name, last name, and then the number one. Hang on, let me pull it up real quick. I need to make an own individual for my to... for my own like DJ name, but for right now, guys, look up DJ Dzek on Instagram, and it'll have the link to his SoundCloud. Let me see where is it at. Later.